0: It's March the 28th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year long journey from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Now, today we have come to Joshua chapters 13 through 17. We've already done the first part of the book about taking the land, chapters 1 through 12. They had to fight for that. Now, settling the land is chapters 13 through 22. And in this section, the land is going to be divided up among the various tribes, and they've got to move in and settle the land that God has given them. I need to tell you two things before we jump in. Number one, all of this, uh, this is about the borders of the, of the land. And uh, it reminds us that borders matter. The territory of Asher matters. The territory of Judah matters the territory of East Manasseh, that matters. You need to know where one tribe ends and another tribe begins. So borders really do matter. The other thing to say is that, um, man, there's a lot of names in here. You're going to see. I'm going to do the best I can. We're just going to keep moving through this. There's a lot of people names and a lot of place names here that are unusual to us. Take a deep breath. Here we go. Let's see how we're going to do. Joshua 13. Joshua is now old, advanced in age. And the Lord said to him, you've become old, advanced in age, but a great deal of the land remains to be possessed. This is the land that remains. What he means is there were, for all that fighting they had done, there were still large areas of the promised land that were the areas that were under control of the Canaanites. Now here's the listing of land remaining to be conquered, all the districts of the Philistines and the Geshurites, from the Shihor east of Egypt to the border of Ekron on the north, considered to be Canaanite territory, the five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron, as well as the Avites in the south, all the land of the Canaanites, from Arah of the Sidonians to Aphek, and as far as the border of the Amorites the land of the Gebelites and all Lebanon, east from Gad below Mount Hermon to the entrance of Hamath, all the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon to Mishrifath Maim, all the Sidonians. I will drive them out before the Israelites. Only distribute the land as an inheritance to Israel as I have commanded you. Therefore, divide this land as an inheritance to the nine tribes and half the tribe of Manasseh. Now, we're going to start by dividing the land east of the Jordan River, Munt, and the tribe of Gab, the tribe of Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Verse 8. With the other half of the tribe of Manasseh, the Reubenites and the Gadites, uh, they had received the inheritance Moses gave them beyond the Jordan to the east, just as Moses, the Lord's servant, had given them from Error on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the middle of the valley, all the Medaba Plateau as far as Dibon, and all the cities of King Sihon of the Amorites who reigned in Heshbon, to the border of the Ammonites, also Gilead, and the territory of the Geshurites and Ma'akathites, all Mount Hermon and all Bashan to Salica, the whole kingdom of Og and Bashan who reigned in Ashtaroth and Edra. He was one of the remaining Rephaim. Moses struck them down and drove them out. But the Israelites did not drive out the Gesherites and the Ma'akathites, so Gesher and Ma'akath still live in Israel today. He did not, however, give any inheritance to the tribe of Levi. This was their inheritance, just as he had promised the food offerings made to the Lord, the God of Israel. To the tribe of Reuben's descendants by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory. From Ere on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the middle of the valley, the whole plateau as far as Medaba, with Heshbon and all its cities on the plateau. Dibon, Bamoth, Baal, Beth, Baal, Meon, Jahaz, Kedamoth, Mephaoth, Kirioth, Aem, Sibma, Zereth, Shahar, on the hill in the valley Beth Peor, the Shropes of Pisgah, and Beth Jeshimoth, all the cities of the plateau, and all the kingdom of King Sihon of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, Moses had killed him, and the chiefs of Midian, Evi, Rekemzur, Zur, Hur, and Reba, the princes of Sihon who lived in the land, along with those the Israelites put to death, they also killed the diviner Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. The border of the Reubenites was the Jordan and its plain. This was the inheritance of the Reubenites by their clans with the cities and their settlements. To the tribe of the Gadites by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory. Jazar and all the cities of Gilead and half the land of the Ammonites to aral Aaron near Rabbah, From Heshbon to Ramoth-Mizpah and Betonim, and from Mahanaim to the border of Debir, in the valley, Beth-Haram, Beth-Nimra, Succoth, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of King Sihon of Heshbon. Their land also included the Jordan in its territory as far as the edge of the Sea of Chenareth on the east side of the Jordan. This was the inheritance of the Gadites by their clans with their cities and their settlements. And to half the tribe of Manasseh, that is, to half the tribe of Manasseh's descendants by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory from Mahanaim through all Bashan, all the kingdom of King Og of Bashan, including all of Jair's villages that are in Bashan, 60 cities, but half of Gilead and Og's royal cities in Bashan, Ashtaroth and Edrai, are for the descendants of Maker, son of Manasseh, that is, half the descendants of Maker by their clans, these were the portions Moses gave them on the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan east of Jericho. But Moses did not give a portion to the tribe of Levi. The Lord, the God of Israel, was their inheritance just as he promised them. By the way, that's the end of chapter 13. This statement about Levites, repeated a number of times to remind them and to remind us there was not just one area for the tribe of Levi. We're going to find out they're given cities, Levitical cities scattered among all the other tribes. So chapter 13 has told us two things. It's told us there remains a good part of the promised land yet to be captured. And now we know Gad's territory, Reuben's territory, and East Manasseh, the tribes east of the Jordan, chapter 14. The Israelites received these portions that the priest Eliezer, Joshua the son of Nun, and the family heads of the Israelite tribes gave them in the land of Canaan. Their inheritance was by lot, as the Lord commanded through Moses for the nine and a half tribes, because Moses had given the inheritance to the two and a half tribes beyond the Jordan, but he gave no inheritance among them to the Levites. The descendants of Joseph became two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, No portion of the land was given to the Levites except cities to live in, along with pasture lands for their cattle and livestock. So the Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses, and they divided the land. The descendants of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenazite, said to him, You know what the Lord promised Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old. When Moses, the Lord's servant, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to scout the land, and I brought back an honest report, my brothers who went with me caused the people to lose heart, but I followed the Lord my God completely. On that day, Moses swore to me, the land where you have set foot will be an inheritance for you and your descendants forever because you have followed the Lord my God completely, as you see. The Lord has kept me alive these 45 years, as He promised, since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel was journeying in the wilderness. Here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. My strength for battle and for daily task is now as it was then. Now, give me this hill country. The Lord promised me on that day, because... You heard then that the Anakim are there, as well as large fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me, and I will drive them out, as the Lord promised. Then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron still belongs to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, as an inheritance today, because he followed the Lord, the God of Israel, completely. Hebron's name used to be Kiriath Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim after this, the land had rest from war. So, Joshua, Caleb, Kadesh Barnea, Caleb was 40. He's now 85 years old. He's going to take that hill country. Great story. Now, chapter 15, we're going to discover the land for Judah. And Judah gets a great big section down in the south region, just south of Jerusalem, going. If you look on the map, it's just a big region south of Jerusalem, way down. Now, the allotment for the tribe of the descendants of Judah by their clans was in the southernmost region, south to the wilderness of Zim and over to the border of Edom. Their southern border began at the tip of the Dead Sea on the south bay, And went south of the Scorpion's ascent, proceeded to Zen, ascended to the south of Kadesh Barnea, passed Hezron, ascended to Adar, and turned to Karka. It proceeded to Asmon and to the Brook of Egypt, and so the border ended on the Mediterranean Sea. This is your southern border. Now the eastern border was along the Dead Sea to the mouth of the Jordan. You got it? Western border, Mediterranean, eastern border, the Dead Sea. The border on the north side was from the bay of the sea at the mouth of the Jordan. It ascended to Beth-Hagla, proceeded north of Beth-Arabah, and ascended to the stone of Bohan, son of Reuben. Then the border ascended to Deber from the valley of Achor, turning north to the to the Gilgal that is opposite the ascent of Adumim, which is south of the ravine. That's quite a note there, south of the ravine. The border proceeded to the waters of Enshimath, and ended at Enrogel. From there, the border ascended Beth-Hinnom Valley to the southern Je- Jebusite slope that is Jerusalem, so just south of Jerusalem, and ascended to the top of the hill that faces Hinnom Valley on the west, at the northern end of Rephaim Valley. From the top of the hill, the border curved to the spring of the waters of Nephtoah went to the cities of Mount Ephron, and then curved to Balah, that is Jirim. The border turned westward from Bala to Mount Seir, went to the northern slope of Mount Gerim, that is, Cheshelon, proceeded to Beth Shemesh, and then proceeded to Timnah. Then the border reached to the slope north of Ekron, curved to Shikaron, proceeded to Mount Bala, went to Jabnil, and ended at over here at the Mediterranean Sea. Now, the western border was the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. This was the boundary of the descendants of Judah around their clans. And and I stop here just to make a point. As these lands are being divided, these tribes are given land that is partially conquered and partially unconquered. God intends them to possess all the promised land. Joshua and the troops have done a great job, but these Canaanites are still scattered in many places. So Judah has got territory that includes Canaanite regions which means there's going to be fighting yet to be done in the days, weeks, years to come. He gave Caleb, the son of Jephun, the following portion among the descendants of Judah, based on the Lord's instruction to Joshua, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. Arba was the father of Anak. Caleb drove out from there the three sons of Anak, Teshi, Ahiman, and Talmai, descendants of Anak, from there, he marched against the inhabitants of Debir, which used to be called Kiriath Sefer. And Caleb said, Whoever attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer, I will give my daughter Aksa to him as a wife. So Othniel, son of Caleb's brother, Kenaz, captured it, and Caleb gave his daughter Aksa to him as a wife. When she arrived, she persuaded Othniel to ask her father for a field. As she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, What can I do for you? She replied, Give me a blessing. Since you have given me land in the Negev, Give me the springs also. So he gave her, they needed some water, so he gave her the upper and lower springs. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Judah by their clans. These were the outermost cities of the tribe of the descendants of Judah toward the border of Edom, Edom to the Negev. Kabziel, Eder, Jager, Kainah, Damona, Adada, Kedesh, Hatsor, Ithna, Zif, Telum, Beeloth, Hatsor, Had, Hatsor Hadata, Kiriath Hezram, that is Hatsor, Amon Shema, Molada, Hatsor Gada, Heshman, Beth Pellet, Hazar Shul, Beersheba, Beziothiah, Bela, Lim, Ezum, El Tolad, El Tolad, Chesel, Horma, Ziklag, Madmana, Sensana, Lebaoth, Shillim, Ain, Rimna, 29 cities at all with their settlements in the Judean foothills. Eshteal, Zora, Ashna, Zanoah, Inganim, Tapua, Enum, Jarmuth, Adullam, Soka, Azika, Sha'a Ra'im, Adithaim, Gedara, and Geder Athaim, 14 cities with their settlements. Zenan, Hadassah, Migdalgad, Dilan, Mizpah, Jokthael, Lakish, Bazkath, Eglon, Kaban, Laman, Chitlish, Gedaroth, Beth Dagon, Naama, and Makeda. Sixteen cities with their settlements. Lebna, Ether, Ashim, Iftha, Ashna, Nizib, Kila, Akzib, and Marisha, Nine cities with their settlements. Ekron with its surrounding villages and settlements. From Ekron to the sea, all the cities near Ashdod with their settlements. These are all cities by the Mediterranean Sea. This is basically Philistine territory. Ashdod with its surrounding villages and settlements, Gaza with its surrounding villages and settlements, to the brook of Egypt and the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. In the hill country, Shamir, Jatir, Soka, Dana, Kiriath, Sana, that is Debir, Enab, Eshtimo, Anib, Goshen, Holon, Gilo, 11 cities with their settlements, Arab, Duma, Ishan, Janim, Beth-Tapua, Afika, Humta, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. Hebron comes up a number of times in this section here, very important town. And Zior, nine cities with their settlements. Mayan, Carmel, Ziph, Zuta, Jezreel, Jachdiim, Zenoa, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah. Ten cities with their settlements. Hahul, Bethzur, Gidor, Ma'arath, Bethanath, and Eltikon, six cities with their settlements. Kiriath Baal, that is Jearim, and Rabbah, two cities with their settlements. In the wilderness, Beth-Arabah, Medim, Sikaka, Nibshan, the city of Salt, and Ingeti, down by the Dead Sea, six cities with their settlements. But the descendants of Judah, get this, but the, the descendants of Judah, could not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So, the Jebusites still live in Jerusalem among the descendants of Judah today. That's interesting, isn't it? Jebusites are going to be there for a long time to come. Joshua chapter 16, Joseph's inheritance. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph went from the Jordan at Jericho to the waters of Jericho on the east, through the wilderness, ascending from Jericho into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel it went to Luz and proceeded to the border of the Archites by Eteroth. It then descended westward to the border of the Jephalites, as far as the border of Lord Beth-Horon, then to and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. So Ephraim and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph, received their inheritance. Now we're going to get, we're getting Ephraim and the western part of Manasseh. This was the territory of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans. The border of their inheritance went from ataroth adder on the east to upper Beth-Horon. In the north, the border went westward from Mikmathoth. It turned eastward from Ta'anath shiloh and passed it east of Genoa, from Genoa, it, ended to, it descended to Ataroth and Naarah, and then reached Jericho and went to the Jordan. From Tepua, the border went westward along the brook of Cana and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans, together with the city set apart for the descendants of Ephraim, within the, the, inherit, the inheritance of the descendants of Manasseh, all these cities with their settlements. However, interesting again, Verse 10, they did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer. So the Canaanites still live in Ephraim today, but they are forced laborers. So when this book was written, Ephraim has settled into the land, but they could not get rid of all the Canaanites. They are living there uneasily among them. Canaanites are forced laborers. Now, chapter 17. Remember, if you have the Jordan River here, You've got part of Manasseh's on the east side, part of it's on the west side. It was a very big tribe. Manasseh is, a, is the only tribe that had land on both the east side and the west side. So this is West Manasseh. This was the allotment, chapter 17. For the tribe of Manasseh as Joseph's firstborn. Gilead and Bashan were given to Maker, the firstborn of Manasseh and the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war. So the allotment for the rest of Manasseh's descendants by their clans for the sons of Abi Ezer, Asriel, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemitah. These are the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, by their clans. Now, Zelophehad, son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Maker, son of Manasseh, had no sons, only daughters. It's like the third time this story has come up in a reading of the Old Testament. Obviously very important. These are the names of his daughters, Malah, Noah, Hagla, Milcah, and Tirzah. They came before the priest Eleazar, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leader, saying the Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our male male relatives. So he gave them inheritance among their fathers, brothers, in keeping with the Lord's instruction. As a result, tracks fell to Manasseh besides the lands of Gilead and Bashan, which are beyond the Jordan, meaning to the east, because Manasseh's daughters received an inheritance among his sons. The land of Gilead belonged to the rest of Manasseh's sons. The border of Manasseh went from Asher to Methath near Shechem. It then went southward toward the inhabitants of Tapua The region of Tapua belonged to Manasseh, but Tapua itself on Manasseh's border belonged to the descendants of Ephraim. From there, the border descended to the brook of Cana. South of the brook, cities belonged to Ephraim among the Manasseh cities. Manasseh's border was on the north side of the brook and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. Ephraim's territory was to the south and Manasseh was to the north, with the sea as its border. They reached Asher on the north and Issachar on the east. With Issachar and Asher, Manasseh had Bethshean, Iblim, and its inhabitants, and the inhabitants of Dor with their surrounding villages, the inhabitants of Indor, Taanach, and Megiddo, the three cities of Napheth, with their surrounding villages. The descendants of Manasseh could not possess these cities, because the Canaanites were determined to stay in this land. However, when the Israelites grew stronger, they imposed forced labor on the Canaanites, but did not drive them out completely. Joseph's descendants said to Joshua, Why did you give us only one tribal allotment as an inheritance? We have many people, because the Lord has been blessing us greatly." If you have so many people, Joshua replied to them, go up to the forest and clear an area for yourself. They're in the land of the Perizzites and the Rephaim, because Ephraim's hill country is too small for you. But the descendants of Joseph said, the hill country is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites who inhabit the valley area have iron chariots, both at Bathshean and the surrounding villages and in the Jezreel Valley. So Joshua replied to Joseph's family, that is, Ephraim and Manasseh. You have many people and great strength. You will not have just one allotment because the hill country will be yours also. It is a forest. Clear it and its outlying areas will be yours. You can also drive out the Canaanites, even though they have iron chariots and are strong. Thus ends the reading for today. You get this, don't you? We have all these land allotments, but we're told time and again, among other things, that there are Canaanites, various divisions, tribes of the Canaanites. They're scattered everywhere. So even though the major conquest of the land is finished, there remains much land to be conquered. The fighting was over. The fighting is never over. So it is for you and me. We win one victory and the reward of victory is another battle ahead of us. So You're in the army now, friends. Pick up your armor. Let's go into battle for the Lord. Let us fight and in his strength and with his help. Let's fight the battles God gives us today. And if we fight, God will help us and we will win those battles. Go out and have a victorious day with the Lord. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to do this again. God bless.